Welcome to the Radical Middle Podcast, where we embrace tension and talk about the things you wish your church talked about. I'm your host, Tommy Nixon. As always, I'm here with my man, Freddie Romero. I'm excited to get into this conversation. Hit me. And confront you with okay. your hypocrisy, Tommy Nixon. <laughs> your hypocrisy. That's what I want to talk about. Is the church full of hypocrites? Uh, dude, the answer is emphatically yes. How Absolutely. so? How so? I, I mean, the reality. Sorry no, to interrupt you. I no, asked no, a question and I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah? Because that is something that everybody says. And we want to acknowledge the fact like, yeah, the church is full of hypocrites. But I'm not one of them. Yeah, no. Usually that's how we say it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, yeah, the church is full of hypocrites. Just like the gym is full of uh, people who are out of shape and the hospital is full of people, uh, people <laughs> who are sick. sick. You yeah. know, yeah. You know, all the Christianese language. <laughs> but I'm not the one that's sick. I'm not the one that's overweight. And definitely I'm not the one that's a hypocrite. Dude, okay. Well, so here's the first step, friends. One is just to recognize and own it. I am. I do not live out everything I say I believe. That. You have to start there. What kills me is when anytime, man, you see this politically, you see this on the news, you see this where people go, um, they get caught doing something wrong and they don't just go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they don't own it. I was wrong, right? And so here's the thing. One of the most Christian things we can say is I was wrong. Isn't That's exactly how we come to accept Christ, isn't it? Yeah. We, we pray this prayer, we come to a place and we go, Jesus, I was wrong. I need to be saved. I'm sorry. And for some reason, especially among evangelical Christians, it feels like they do it once and they never have to do it again. And I'm like, no, no, it's a consistent right. growth thing where I continue to come back and go, man, I was wrong. Forgive me, Jesus. And every single time he's like, I forgive you. Come be with me. And that's the process of what we call sanctification, right? Right. But what bothers me is there's large parts of the church or people who claim Christ that are completely denial that they're they're hypocrites, and even outside of the church, friends, like politically, I, it it blows my mind how people will stick to their um to to their party line, and I'm going, it's obvious, yeah, the emperor's without clothes. Ooh, you, you feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. uh, it's all right there. I don't understand. And they're like, no, no, and they come up with these ways, and and the rest of the world, especially young people, are watching this and going. Just like in the in that fairy tale that it was the kid, it was the child that was like, uh, Do you he's guys not naked. See this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and and yet all these young people are like, man, I'm out of the church. And right. we're like, why are why are 1.2 million young people leaving the church every year? Because they see that the emperor's naked. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that we preach a lot is that anything that that demands our allegiance over Christ is idolatry. Right. Anything that requires our attention, affirmation, and, uh, you know, uh, demands our passion for it over Christ is idolatry. Yeah. Yet we wouldn't consider our passion for our political candidates of our choice or our political party yeah. as an idol. We just say, hey, I'm an American. And it's my right to be passionate about my the issues I care about. And therefore, I'm going to advocate and champion and, and campaign for Trump to be elected. Right. Joe Biden to be elected. So-and-so to be elected. Because, and, and, and we don't look at how we blur the lines and we become yeah. hypocrites and saying, hey, my allegiance is to Christ. But bro, when I look at your Facebook feed and your IG mm. feed, and I look at everything you talk yeah. about when I we're mean, drinking some coffee and tea, 
Your allegiance is somewhere else. Right. And that's, and here's the thing. Here's the big word for us today is the word is syncretism, right? It's like the blending of two beliefs together. And so what's been weird is like, we hold on to some of these, these myths, um, historical myths, or this, this idea that, that the United States is a Christian nation. I can debunk that. I, okay. I just go, dude, it might have started off with some of the values, biblical values and things, but in what ways is this a Christian nation? And and then and then we insert ourselves into the in the biblical narrative where it's like, you know, America and 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 there's all this like yeah. syncretism of yeah. like the Bible and and the flag and Jesus like kind of buffed out holding a, you know, a, a handgun or it's like gets really really weird and I'm like you know that you can live in a space where I go, Jesus is my king, and he's first. And I do love America. I, y- yes, you could, you could actually live in that space. But if I can't tell which one is which, you know what I mean? Like, that's where I would, I would confront our hypocrisy as Christians and go, hey, I'm not sure we're really living out what we're saying. And, and I'll say this really plainly because it's been popular in the news recently. Um. Christian nationalism is not Christianity. Hmm. It's not following Christ because that's the syncretism where you're blending together a love for your nation at the same space as your love for, for God. And you're, you're enmeshing that. And, and it's very similar to the Roman empire where it's like, well, the emperor also was God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, so then it, it all, that's why the Romans thought the Christians were so, they actually called us, um, uh, atheists. They're like, you don't, you don't believe in you it. don't believe in God. So yeah. Like you, you, and and they didn't understand us because we're so like counter cultural and revolutionary. Sure. So I love that. I don't love it, but the reality is that Satan would be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fool all these people by making this about this, and like just slipping in the idolatry right there. And I I think it's 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 atrocious, man. You no, know, like, and it's funny how you know, for example, on the conservative side. Yeah. We're so quick to pick and choose certain talking points when they are, you know, against some, you know, another group of people. Yep. But when it's in our favor, for example, law and order, we love to say, hey, we're the party of law and order. Yeah. And I'm not saying we because, you know, but I'm saying like, sure, yeah. as a collective, right? It's like, hey, we, you know, Republicans or conservatives are the party of law and order. We want, you know, we follow the law, we abide by it, et cetera. It's unless we feel that the election was stolen. Right. Yeah. And now we can go ahead and storm the Capitol and put people's lives at risk, ignore the red tape, ignore the fact that it's illegal for us to trespass, ignore police officers when yeah. they tell us not to. And, and we advocate and say, no, 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 it was in their right to do that. Right. But it's not in someone else's right to say, hey, why are you arresting me? You see the hypocrisy it, it, there? Oh, man. January 6th is, it weighs heavy on me because I remember watching it and I, and I, and then you know, past that to watch, you know, all these different opinions and trying to um, justify it and all that. And you go, yeah, um, law and order. Absolutely. I can find that in the biblical text until something happens that you don't like, and then you're going to attack law and order. Mm. And I just, and, and what really bothered me about January 6th is all the, and again, I go back to syncretism is all the spiritual language is all the 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 imagery about God and and I just go, dude, what God is that? That is not the God that I read in Scripture. That is those aren't the actions that God would call us to, and we have to be really really careful with that. And so I, I really think with, for Christians, it's like 
Friends, when we talk about hypocrisy, I think it's okay to say I was wrong. In fact, that, that should be a normal thing for us. I was wrong. Ask for forgiveness. Like, that's the pathway towards God. And, and also, you know, to be real honest, that's some of my issues with, um, now understand, I, I don't, I'm, you know, not Democrat or Republican. I, I have a problem with the system at, mm. at, and as a whole. But, you know, even with President Trump, th- this idea that somehow he's Christian, like literally on camera, on film and, and recorded saying, like, I don't need to ask to be forgiven. Friends, that is like the core part of our, like, <laughs> yes. like that's what it's all about. Yeah. What was the cross for if yeah. you don't need forgiveness? Like what, like at our base truth, right? Like, like that blows my mind. And so then people are like, he's God's chosen one. And this is what God wants. And this, and I'm like, I, I have a really hard time with that. Now on the other side, cause I, I already can, I can feel the, t- <laughs> the tensing of the conservatives. Listen, like, oh, right no, now. no, you know, but the reality too is like, even for, for, for Biden, oh my gosh, I hope he doesn't run either in 24. Mm. Like, I don't want either of these, like, for all of you out there, at least be with me. Those of you who feel like uh, I have no good choice, mm, like yeah, like this is I the don't best know what we got to offer, right? And Come yeah, on, man. you were bringing up earlier about well, then what do we do with what about? I think you were asking about praying for our leaders, yeah, our right? Leaders. Like, what do we? Where's yeah, so. yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the the, the you know, like I'm I'm looking at the scriptures, yeah, right? Yeah. And these are principles that are f- fundamental. To our Christian faith, to our belief, to, to our belief in Christ. James says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Yeah. And we have a you know, an ex-president that says, I don't have to apologize, I don't have to confess, I don't have right. to, I can hide things under, I can pay people off to hide my mess. Yeah. And as believers, we're okay with supporting someone that is willing to cover right. up their sin. What does that say about us? Yeah. You know, it well, makes sense that we it we find it so hard to confess and to say, Man, I got this wrong. Yeah. You know? And so I'm looking at the Apostle Paul write to a young um, uh, pastor yeah. in Timothy. Timothy, yeah. And he tells him, and he tells him, um, uh, pray for everyone. And then in verse two of 1 Timothy, he says, and for kings and all those in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet lives in all godliness and dignity. Not so, he doesn't say pray for kings and authority so your political party could be elected. <laughs> so you can maintain power. So you yeah. can maintain power. So you get, you know, to, to keep more of your money and not get taxed so that your borders are protected so that they don't persecute you. In yeah. fact, the, 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 the king at that time was Nero who was persecuting and killing Christians. Right. And Paul's telling this young pastor, hey, pray for him. Mm. So, but now instead of us praying for Joe Biden, like he's our president right now. Right. Whether you want, like it or not, he's our president right now. And instead of us praying for godly wisdom or just praying in, in supplications and live a quiet life, we're living a loud life and, and publicly, Tommy, and I'm having an issue with this, <laughs> saying we pray and hope that Donald Trump runs again in 2024 so we can take back our country for God. And yeah. bro, like where <laughs> do we not see the idolatry here? And I think that's what bothers me. And for those of you guys listening, I think here's the radical middle piece is, is that I can, I I can have conservative values. In fact, friends, I do. I, 
I, I have conservative values, right? And and I also, there's some progressive values in there too, to be really mm -hmm, honest, you know? Mm -hmm. But what bothers me the most is that these two political parties have like co-opted these values of mine and, and then they make me choose. Yeah. And I just go, uh, no, there's another way. There's the Jesus way. And so I do find it interesting. Kings come and go. Presidents come and go. Political parties come and go. Our values don't change. And so when I go back to scripture, I continue to live out of these values, but I actually have to embody them. And when I start to fight more for a political figure or a political party or these values, rather than actually embodying the ones that I actually have from scripture, that's where the problem comes from. And friend, I'm telling you, it is de-evangelizing the church. I like... That's good. I'm just saying it, that's just the numbers. It's like 1.2 million young people every year. Like um, I'm out and how that, so you're sacrificing young people from knowing the gospel, knowing Christ because you want to hold on to a political party. And I would say that for both the left and the right, for sure, because there is hypocrisy all over the place. For I mean, sure. like what Chuck D says, watch the hand when it's coming from the left, you know? And, and, and so there's all, you know, it's like, you know, liberals and Democrats have had a war on poverty since like the 60s, and it's mm. worse. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a system here that maintains that poverty because it helps them stay in power. Yeah. They don't actually want to change or fix it. So, friends, hear us say, like, I know if you're conservative and listening to this, you're going to be all like, wow, these guys. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus above all. I, I'm like... No, no, that's in the radical middle part is actually the dialogue around, well, then what do we do about that? Um, and it's interesting, even in first Timothy with Nero being on the throne and the persecution of Christians, he's saying, Hey, live in a way that's exemplary so that we can continue the work of what God's given us in the gospel. And, and history moves in and out of that, that time and space, you know what I mean? Of, of different events. And for such a time as this, and we can dialogue about what's the best way for believers, you and me, to show up every day, confront our hypocrisy, and then do something about it. I think that's my point. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, are we content with just being like, well, yeah, you know, it's all full of hypocrites, and so I'm not going to be a part of it, which a lot of people are doing, right? You might be progressing your way right out of Jesus. Or mm. is it to go, no, I'm going to sit in the tension. I'm going to struggle and wrestle with it. I'm going to dialogue about it. And I'm going to figure out a way to actually live this stuff out. And I can, I can as an act of, of obedience to the scripture, I can pray for the president that I don't like and still be honest about what's actually going on. For sure. Because, friends, you know you can be conservative and still be critical of President Trump. Mm -hmm. You can be uh, liberal and be, uh, you know— uh, uh, you know, have issues with Biden. Yeah. You know, I do, yeah. you know? And so, but from what value system are you yeah, because deriving if you, that if you, if you If you were to, if you were to talk to a conservative who's Christian, he would say, well, these are the parts in the Bible yeah. that lead me to voting this way. Sure. And if you talk to a left winger, yeah. they'll open up the Bible and say, hey, these scriptures right. here compel me and lead me to vote this way. Yeah. Where's the middle? Because anybody could grab pieces of the Bible and sure. say, hey, oh, yeah, we're supposed to lean this way and this way. Like, where's the middle on this? Because for, we are getting called out. Yeah. For me, though, I'm like, be honest about your person. Be honest about them. And please don't try to tell me that they're the savior. I mean, that's really, honestly, that's what bothers me about 
President Trump. Mm. Um, I don't think anybody felt like Biden was going to be their savior, I to be honest. Like, not. we're all like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, what, nobody was really excited <laughs> about that. They just didn't want yeah. this other candidate. But for, with President Trump, I'm just going, you know, you can still hold conservative values and be honest about this. When we're not honest about stuff, that's where people just go, I can't listen to you. I love that on the Radical Mill show, you right. guys have a clip of Bill Maher oh, man. on there. And Brutal. I love that he is calling out, he's like Christians for 2,000 years, have been saying, you know, uh, love your enemies and at the same time waging war against them. Yeah. Against them. And he talks about it. If you preach all the things about Christ and his values, but don't look like him, he says, you're not a Christ follower. You're a fan. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I That was like such a punch in yeah. the gut. And then I thought to myself, well, he's a liberal. And, yep, you know, yeah, of course, yeah. he's going to call Christians out because, you know, he's, he doesn't believe in God. But then I read scripture. You know who else called out religious people? Yeah. Jesus yeah, did. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus did. In Matthew chapter 7, he says, you hypocrite, first take out the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. There's 27 scriptures where he calls religious people hypocrites, Yeah, bro, because they say one thing and live out a different thing. What's, what's beautiful about that is that when you go through the process of pulling the log out of your eye, I'm a hypocrite. What am I going to do about it? That's what that process is. When you've gone through the journey, you can help other people go through the journey with grace and love. Hey, hey, brother, like, like can I get that speck yeah. out? Can I help you get that speck out of your eye? Well, you know, and I can get all offended, but go, oh, no, dude, I used to have a log in mine. I'm like, oh, okay. So there's a humility there, and there's a pathway to go, hey, look, man, I'm not perfect. I, I mess up, but God has so much grace for me, and I used to be like this. Now I'm like that. This, and this, is, our, this is our testimony, right? Mm. And it's weird that we're that we're fighting for this thing for these false narratives that make no sense, aren't even about Jesus. We try to make it about him, and then and then we try to pass it on to the next generation. And then we're surprised that they call us out on it, and they're like, uh, "I think your whole deal is BS." Like I don't I don't buy into it at all. When really in in reality and humility, I could be like, "Oh no, dude, I used to be like that." Um, well, well, a good friend of ours, right? A pastor, right? Your pa Robert Aboides. He should talk. I mean, he, he he's a perfect example of going, man, I was really hardcore this way. And I, I thought everybody was an idiot. And I was like this. And then you've seen God soften his heart. Still has conservative values, but the way he lives them out and the way he engages with people is vastly different right. than how he describes himself right. before. Right. Man, that's beautiful, that's dude. Beautiful, and man. doesn't that give you hope to go, well, maybe I can change too. Yeah. Like, that's what we need, and I'm not seeing that um, on the right or the left. And I, and that's I think while I'm like, ah, oh, we we need to confront this. Yeah, I feel like you're calling us and challenging all of us to be very introspective. Yeah, to yeah. examine, like you know, David said, like examine my heart, right? Um, wait, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you some rapid fire questions yeah, as, yeah. As, we're, as we're closing up. Um, is there a lot of people like you know? There's a lot of leaders that are listening and watching us right now, but that that they're also sharing that leadership responsibility with other people that may be leading them. And they may be in a context where that church is very hypocritical. Preaches yeah. one thing, advocates for a totally different thing yeah. Monday through Saturday. How do you, as a young person, or maybe not a young person, maybe you're an older person, yeah. how do you confront a church that you may belong to right now that is completely 
living hypocritical? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. One, um, you always start with yourself. Anytime that I'm about to have a hard conversation with somebody, I examine myself first because I want to go, okay, where, where, how did I contribute to this? Where was I wrong? What am I doing yeah. differently? So I start here first. It's that taking the log out of my own eye. And then I can go and, and humbly go, I want what's best for this church body, for this leader, for that. And I, and I ask the Holy Spirit to, to help me share the truth well. Um, and as I share that and I engage in conflict resolution and, and, and conflict, right, and bringing the truth to people in love and grace, um, I, I also at the same time I'm asking God. There's a way that I, I do this. It's really simple. It's like I search Scripture. So get into Scripture, see what God leads you to, to understand, okay, get, gear up that way. I ask the Holy Spirit directly, God, do I need to stay here? Do I need to share this? What do I need to share? I ask very specific questions of the Holy Spirit and see if they come back. Um, and then I... And then I use wisdom, right? And so... Oh, wisdom's um, calling. Yeah, dude, there it is, man. <laughs> um, and so I ask... And so then I ask for wisdom, right, as as well in that. And and wisdom is like saying, when do I do it? How do I do it? Do I take somebody with me? Like there's... You know the people you need to go talk to, so, right? And then in, in and then I invite... The last thing of that is I invite the the body of Christ into that process with me. I don't do it in a vacuum. And I go, hey, what do you guys think? And and then I engage that way. Mm-hmm. And then if and then you gotta ask the, the question of the Holy Spirit, do do I stay here or not? Do, is this where you want me to fight? Do you want me to bring the truth in this way? And for some of you, you've stayed long enough and tried long enough, you need to go. And that's difficult. Um, and then the other part of that is no, you need to stay and you need to fight. And and I don't know the answer for you, but those that's how I I do that, and that's how I've done it. Man, I think you know that was going to be my follow up question. My follow up question was going to be: Should you stay and affect change, or should you bounce, you know, to another place? And we want every single one of you to just again, we say this at the end of every episode, to continue this conversation. We, Tommy and I are just starting this off. We want you to continue it with your friends, with the leadership around you, and please. Leave some comments. We read them. We want to go ahead and dialogue about these things. We want you to wrestle with it too. We want you to sit in the tension that is called the radical middle. We'll see you next time. If you liked today's episode, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to check out the Radical Middle Show on YouTube at UIWI.